It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. And it is time once again for Here's to Your Health, a joint production of Real Roots Radio at the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Cedarville, Jamestown, and Yellow Springs. We're... uh Joined every Tuesday at 9.30 by Dr. Kevin Sherritt, uh, the good doctor joining us this morning to talk about the latest with the uh, coronavirus. Uh, good morning, doctor. Welcome into the program. Hey, good morning, Roy. Well, it's uh, always a pleasure to uh, chat with you to talk about uh, what's going on in and around our region and our world. Uh, we start a little closer to home. Uh, the last uh, last Tuesday when we talked, uh, Xenia Community Schools had made the uh, decision uh, to go on um, full uh remote learning and then uh, last night uh, it was announced that uh, greenview local schools had uh, made the decision to go to a hybrid model uh, now in uh, reading um, uh, both of the uh, superintendents um, uh, messages to the parents and students uh, it, it seems like this is something where the local health department uh, the green county health department uh, calls and says hey we're, we're seeing a great deal of community spread this is something you might want to suggest and then they take that information at the school level you know talk with parents talk with teachers and kind of make a decision uh, from there is that basically a, a, a basic understanding of how it works doctor yeah, basically, Roy, that's what it is. You know, with all the contact tracing that's being done, the epidemiologist at the health department, which Green County has a great epidemiologist, tries to predict the spread of the virus and look at where the the uh, hot spots are, are going to be, so to speak. And right now in eastern Green County, and as I've been telling people, um, we're in a hot spot right now. It's about as hot as it gets in terms of, I mean, it can always be worse, but it's the hottest it's been, let's put it that way, uh, since this has all started back in April. So, Looking at that and anticipating that um, the spread is going to increase, the trying to plan for that ahead. So the uh, school officials, in conjunction with recommendations from the health department, and I know they've reached out to the parents as well to get feedback from the parents and staff and everybody involved has come to the conclusion that maybe transitioning to hybrid uh, model right now would be better than the, you know, the full uh, schedule that they've been keeping. Okay, so uh, we are seeing, you know, not only in Greene County, but really in southwest Ohio, if you've been following the, the governor's press conferences, that's that's one of the areas of the state where uh, folks are very concerned. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, we're in the middle of this right now or at the peak of it. And the, the uh, prediction has been for the last several months that this would peak sometime between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we're right dead in that time frame, and, and sure enough, we're seeing a peak. No one knows for sure how long this is going to last in terms of this, of this uh, rapid spread, but we know that the uh, vaccine is here, and we know that uh, or it's here, going to be here very soon. And uh, we know that as more people you know, come down with the virus naturally and as people become vaccinated, that combination is going to take us towards herd immunity. And once we get to a critical mass of people that have either had the virus or been vaccinated for the virus, then we'll see the numbers start to drop, you know, very quickly. But you know, in in listening to to some of the same folks that we both follow, uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, uh, former FDA head, and some other people on the coronavirus task force, uh, you know, you mentioned that four to six week uh, time period. We're really in for a tough road, aren't we? 
Oh, absolutely. It's going to get worse before it gets better in terms of the spread that we're seeing. And, you know, when you see the uh, positivity rate, you know, approaching 20 percent, um, you know, essentially one out of five people tested at that point have the virus and are active with it. And I, and I can tell you here in our rural health clinics in eastern Green County, our, our phones are ringing off the wall. Um, people with symptoms, people that have had close contact, uh, just a, a, any number of combinations. And so we're dealing with this now front and center. And, uh, you know, up to this point, up to the last 30 days, it was still pretty much business as usual in our offices in terms of, uh, you know, fighting disease and, and the normal things that we see. And that has transitioned now to where I can say really clearly that the majority of our time right now is spent dealing with the COVID virus in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Real Roots Radio for Here's to Your Health. Uh, looking nationally, uh, I know the first vaccines uh, have been given today in the United Kingdom. Uh we're looking uh, at getting those vaccines, obviously, a little closer to home. If everything goes well, maybe the first shots go into arms in, the, in Ohio in about a week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see this because it was just released this morning, Doctor. Uh, the FDA has kind of confirmed the safety data and efficacy of uh, Pfizer's COVID-19 ahead of Thursday. They've kind of released some documents kind of confirming that that 95% number that was released by Pfizer uh, is accurate and uh there's even, I don't think they have concrete evidence of this, but some thought that maybe folks would have about 52% efficacy after the first shot. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that should all be hammered out on Thursday. Uh, right. If you could uh, kind of explain a little bit of what goes on, uh, what will happen on Thursday uh, when all these doctors get together to discuss this. Yeah, I mean, the um, I'm not an expert in this area, but w- what I understand is, is that... Uh, you know, Thursday is kind of, for lack of a better term, time to show your cards. And you better be sure that what you show is accurate and true. And uh, the board that reviews it, it's their job to find shortcomings. It's their job to say no, basically. And so the uh, burden of proof is on Pfizer to prove that their product is both safe and effective. And uh, the board's job is to review it and make sure beyond any reasonable doubt that that is true and that the information they present is accurate and that it meets their standards. And, you know, there's a lot of concern about the vaccine and rightfully so um, because of the uh, newness of it. It's a new type of vaccine and the speed in which it was developed. Uh, Having said that, the uh, standards have not been lowered. This board has not lowered their standards to approve this vaccine. The standards are still set the same. It's just uh, throughout this process, roadblocks were removed that would normally slow the process down and normally prevent a vaccine from being developed as quickly as this was developed. But the standards for safety and efficacy have not changed. And so this board's responsibility, and it's a, it's a, it's a nonpartisan board of experts, clinicians, and scientists that sit on this board, it's their job really to say no. And if they say yes, that means that they are satisfied that this vaccine has not only uh, passed the standards for safety, but also for efficacy. And it it appears that the vaccine is going to do that without any difficulty based on the preliminary information we have. Dr. Kevin Sherrod is our guest on Real Roots Radio for Here's to Your Health, obviously talking about uh, the uh, coronavirus and everything that uh, we're going through. Uh, Now, doctor, uh, I wanted to get your... um, 
your expertise on, on a story that came out this morning. Uh, it was talking about Dayton Children's. Uh, now, they have what's called the uh, antigen test uh, mm-hmm. that give results in four hours or less. We heard um, uh, Governor DeWine talking about the antigen test yesterday and about how that backlog is supposed to come in today, and we're going to see a huge spike in numbers uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to a coronavirus test. Uh, is is this the same thing as the rapid test? Uh, are there differences? Uh, because I've heard rapid test i've heard antigen uh what are the differences between the two well there's what it is is a a degree of difference there's there's two ways to really test uh, for this virus right now one is to test antibodies which is requires a blood test the and that indicates uh, either present or past exposure the other way is with the antigen test which when you talk about an antigen what they're really talking about is a protein that's found on the surface of the virus so if you can find uh, basically an identifier for that virus, then that's called an antigen. And in this case, it's a protein. And so the test tests for that protein. And if you have that protein, then you have the virus. Well, the rapid test is uh, a test that can test for that protein in a very quick time frame, a 15-minute time frame. And uh, the speed of that test makes it very nice. But as we know, that test is not as... Uh, sensitive and not as specific, meaning it's not as accurate uh, as uh, the other tests that you take that they send off and do something they call PCR, which is polymerase chain reaction. It's it's a more sophisticated way to look for that antigen or that protein. Well, this test at Dayton Children's is kind of a hybrid in between. It's much quicker than the standard PCR test, which takes days now to come back. But yet it's not that 15-minute test, and as a result, it's more accurate. It's up to 98% accurate. So it's a, it's a very nice alternative. It's my understanding that Dayton Children's has uh, three or four sites set up. I think they're at the main campus, and then I think they're at uh, Dayton and Troy. and I believe um, Springboro's the other Springboro. site. So, you know, people verify that. They've got, they've got uh, three sites set up where you can drive through. I don't think you need an appointment. If you, it's my understanding if you have a doctor's order, they'll bill it to your insurance, which may or may not pay. Most cases does. If you don't have a doctor's order, I think the charge is $60, something to that effect, to get that test done. And they uh, call you on your telephone and within four hours and give you the results. So it's just another option. It's more accurate than the rapid test, uh, less uh, time-consuming than the PCR test. So I suspect it'll be utilized uh, quite a bit here in the days ahead. So, Doctor, when we talk about the three tests, uh, if, I, if I'm understanding this correctly, the rapid test, which takes about 15 minutes, and a lot of people are worried about false positives and false negatives, mm-hmm. uh, those are about, am I right on this, about 75 to 80 percent accurate? That's what I'm hearing, okay. you know, depending. Um, you know, and there's a lot of things that are involved in that, you know, the uh, sample, uh, uh, collecting the sample, how it's collected and how it's run and how it's interpreted. And so there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of variables in that test and that affects the, partly affects the uh, accuracy of it. And then when we talk about the antigen, we've talked about those are up to 98%, uh, 
uh, accurate. And then the PCR, I, you've heard the governor talk about those being the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is that about the same range, about 98% accurate? I think it would be. It's hard to get much better than 98% right. accuracy. So. Right. And uh, if I, uh, I believe in listening to Dr. Fauci, if you don't have symptoms, but if you've been around somebody uh, who has uh, tested positive or, or is showing symptoms. Um, he has mentioned in the past about uh, the best time to be tested would be about four to five days after that contact. Is that what you're still hearing from the CDC? Yes, and, and because you have to give that virus time to uh, replicate and get uh, such a population of virus in your bloodstream or in your nasal passages that uh, you would be able to detect it. So, you know, if you're exposed to the virus within, you know, a day or two, there may not be enough viral particles there to be detected. So uh, just some uh, information for folks out there. If, if they do uh, have to look into testing, there, there are some various ways. You know, we've talked about you know, testing shortages in the past. It seems like we're pretty stable with that right now. But if you do get one of the PCR tests, uh, what do you think? A minimum 48 hours and then, you know, it could be five days, you know, somewhere sure. in that time frame, two to five days? Yeah, we, we're we doing PCR testing now in the office here mm-hmm. for our patients. We're not doing it, you know, we don't have a drive through site or anything like that, but at our rural health offices for our patients that we're seeing that there's a question or concern, we're testing them. And it's taking us two to three days to get those tests back. It can take up to five days. You know, in the beginning it was, you know, uh, 10 days or right. more was not uncommon. But we're getting those back in 48 to 72 hours, uh, usually no longer than five days at the longest. So those tests are, are being, you know, turned around much more quickly than they were. So there's lots of options now available for people for testing, a lot more than there, than there uh, were even, you know, weeks ago. And I anticipate that to continue to improve, that we'll be able – People will pretty much be able to get tested uh, anytime they, you know, they need to be, and have various options to do that. And doctor, I believe I saw it was either Kroger or um, Costco, uh, one of the big centers. Uh, we're starting to see a rollout of at-home tests. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your opinion on that right now? You know, they're going to be very similar to the rapid tests that that we're seeing being done now, where someone swabs himself and utilizes a test and. You know, much very similar technology to, you know, the home pregnancy tests and some of the other tests that we're seeing available in the home where you uh, use a reagent and you put a drop on a on a stick and then you look for two bars versus one bar. Um, and so, again, uh, the uh, uh, dependency on that is, is how the sample is collected and, and how it's handled and how it's read. So, I'm not saying that those tests, you know, uh, shouldn't be done, and, I, and I'm sure they will be done in huge numbers. But, um, you, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a lot of decisions based on the results of that test. If, if I was exposed to someone with COVID and I had fever, chills, and body aches, and congestion, and cough, and respiratory symptoms of, of various sorts, and I took that home test and it was positive, I would believe it. Otherwise, if I took the test and it was negative, I wouldn't believe it. So you just have to, you know, use your judgment in evaluating it. And so that's why we're trying to get away from those rapid tests uh, if we can, 
because just we, it's hard for us to make clinical decisions based on that test alone. Dr. Kevin Sherrod has been our guest on Real Roots Radio of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Yellow Springs, Jamestown, and Cedarville, uh, accepting patients, and uh, obviously fighting the good fight against this uh, coronavirus, uh, which we're, we're certainly going to be uh, fighting for uh, several months longer. But hopefully next Tuesday when we get together, Doc, uh, we're talking about the first shots going into arms in the Buckeye State. Yep, yep. Absolutely, Roy. Now, there's, I don't want to make you late. I don't want to hold you up. There's one other thing I do want to mention. Absolutely. I, I, I forgot to mention it to you off the air because it's been a game changer for us this week, and, and uh, it just came about this past week. We have now the availability for the monoclonal antibodies. Both uh, Premier and Kettering both have the uh, antibody available, and um, I know at the Kettering system we have an infusion center and so this is a treatment that you heard President Trump talk about after he received it, that he received the monoclonal antibodies and he felt so much better. This is the Johnson & Johnson product that we talked about several weeks ago that got emergency approval. We now have it here in Dayton. And basically, this monoclonal antibody is for individuals that have been recently diagnosed with the virus. You have to have a positive diagnosis within 7 to 10 days. And if it's for individuals that are at high risk of developing complications from the virus, but that are not yet critically sick. So individuals over 65, individuals with underlying medical problems, individuals with underlying respiratory disease like COPD or kidney disease or any other disease that might compromise their immune system, you're a candidate for that treatment. You have to talk to your primary care provider. It has to be ordered. It has to be ordered a certain way. And they are giving right now uh, in the Kettering system uh, 40 of these treatments a day, and, and the slots are filling up. I've already sent over probably close to 10 patients that have received this therapy, and the response to it has been excellent. And so um, for our listeners out there, if you're at high risk uh, for complications from this virus and you think you've uh, been exposed to the virus or have come down uh, positive with the virus, I would recommend you reaching out to your primary care provider and asking them about if you're a candidate for the monoclonal antibody treatment because this treatment has been shown to be highly effective to stop the virus in, you know, in its tracks or certainly slow it way down and prevent any of the complications, especially hospitalization. So um, it's another tool that we have. It's here. It's available now. We're using it, and we're seeing good results. Absolutely. I had a story yesterday about a 104-year-old gentleman who received that and was able to beat the coronavirus. Now, you mentioned, you know, about 40 treatments a day being given right now. Have we been given any kind of timetable when hopefully we could see that ramp up? Well, that's what... uh, we are hoping to see that ramp up, and I know they're optimistic that we're talking, you know, days to weeks to see that ramp up, but I can't give you a specific date at that time. But I can tell you that the patients I've ordered it for have all gotten, been able to get in and get it within 24 hours. So the accessibility, at least my uh, experience has been, has been very good. And this is a treatment given by IV, correct? It's IV therapy. You go in, you check into the infusion center. They have a special area set up that you pull up. They come out and get you, take you in, and the uh, it's an IV treatment. The IV treatment lasts about an hour, and they monitor you for an hour afterwards. Just make sure you don't have any kind of uh, uh, adverse or allergic-type reaction to it, rash or um, headache or any kind of uh, potential uh, reaction to it that they can treat there on site. Doctor, some great news. Uh, we love hearing about good news, and hopefully we'll have some more for the folks next Tuesday at 930. Absolutely. Thank you, Doctor. Always appreciate okay. your insight and inf- information. Thanks, Roy. 
Take care, sir. There's Dr. Kevin Sherritt on Real Roots Radio. Always kind enough to join us and be while still seeing patients at the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving patients in Cedarville, Jamestown, and Yellow Spring. Playing the real legends of country music and helping sprout new ones. Real Roots Radio.